This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with Charlie Long in studio and on our Oakland Hard Jewelers Talk and Text line. We have on with us Jeff Nowak, sports uh, reporter, producer, digital guy, all-around man, uh, Jeff Nowak. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. A lot of times what you get to see in these little workouts for the mini camp, uh, uh, people don't sometimes get is this is more of a mental, technical sort of issue. You try to get them in there early to see film work, understanding how to practice, uh, also the technical part of the game, no matter what, it's different from college football in some ways. But two things always for me uh, jump out. A big man's athletic skills, his ease of movement in drills, and secondly, the pitching catch part of the game. You can see that in this. If a guy's really good uh, throwing the football and really good catching it, um, now everybody, oh, how did the uh, left guard uh, look? What? How the <laughs> hell would I know that? You know, come on, you're not hitting anybody. Um, you you got to understand, this is more of a mental drill and also film work and everything else and getting down the technical issues. But from what you saw, uh, the part where Jake Hayner jumps out, uh, because mm-hmm. of the fact you can see this guy's touch, his accuracy skills, his ability, and he does a nice job of it, planting his feet in his nice over-the-top delivery and rapport he has with receivers he's really never worked with. Yeah, well, I'm glad you said it and not me because I keep getting asked, oh, who stood out? Who made these great plays? I'm like, nobody because no one was trying to make great plays. It was, it's about the basics. It's about throwing like a five or 15-yard out and just seeing if you can throw it to the person who's there. Anyway, but no, it was, Jake Hayner, it was funny because he's standing next to Harrison Frost, at a, a quarterback out of West Georgia, and he was fine. But, you know, I think the, the, the comparison you could make was almost helpful in that you could see like one of these guys is an NFL quarterback and the other is not. And, you know, both one thing that stood out was uh, Nick, both Nick Anderson and Jake Hayner, um, both of them basically said in not in so many words, like college does not translate to the NFL in this way. Like we're not you're not looking at this, what we're learning now through the lens of, oh, this is what I did at Fresno State. This is what I did at Tulane. You are starting from square one. It is so much more in-depth and complicated that if you were constantly trying to translate things through what you have learned, you will be behind every step of the way. And kind of understanding that on day two of your NFL career, I think, is helpful because it's true. And I think what you saw from Jake out there was just, you know, he's trying to nail every step of this process as you go. You're not trying to do more than one thing at a time at this point. They're going to throw a lot at you. You're going to make mistakes. And you have to improve on those mistakes. You have to understand what the mistakes were and get better. And I think that's where – you're really impressed with his approach because that is exactly what he's doing. 
Yeah, and, you know, Jeff Tedford, who's been around a long time, longer than me, you know, he brought up about, I've never seen a guy more focused on the task at hand as Jake Hayner. Uh, now, he's had some pretty good quarterbacks. Uh, you're talking about Jared Goff, Aaron Rodgers. And I think that that is a big part of it. And you, what you brought up is absolutely correct. There is so much of a difference between college football and the NFL. People don't get it. It's the same thing from high school football to college. A lot of people, right. well, that guy was great in high school. Well, that don't mean he's going to be great in college. Uh, okay? There is a transition part of it to it. One of the disappointments for me was Joe Wilson, who I, I saw play a lot at Central Michigan. Uh, right. He was a former quarterback, defensive back. Uh, I saw him get hurt late in the season, and then he fails the physical. Uh, he was the guy, I think, that could have competed here. But, you no, know, if you're not healthy, you're not, um, they're not taking you on at this stage. Yeah, and, and I think it is interesting. This is a great year to be a tryout player at Saints Rookie Minicamp because I, I can't recall the last time a tryout player at Rookie Minicamp was invited to the to training camp, or at least it doesn't happen very often. This year we have three already. Um, and it's because the roster is open. Like, I think they only went in with 86 players. And obviously, Joe Wilson was one of those players who did not make the roster because of because he didn't pass his physical. Obviously, Foster Moreau is now on the roster, so that's helpful. But you know, I I, I mean, I bet you could count on one hand the number of times three tryout rookies ended up getting a camp invite in the same season because that's what ha- that's what's happened uh, today. And, and I think it goes to show you a little bit about what you're looking for and. They may be looking for also to a veteran. Guy's been there, done that, I get it. And there are still a few guys out there. The the physical look of a Kendra Miller, we didn't get you didn't get to see him work out. Uh he is right. coming off the MCL, but physically on the hoof, and he looks the part. Um you talk about a guy that's pieced together and uh when you get to see him on the field, uh my comparison to him has always been Aaron Jones. Uh, coming out of college, going to the Green Bay Packers. They're almost built exactly the same. His ability to translate power into speed, I think you're going to see it once he gets the green light to run. Yeah, and Dennis Allen talked about contact balance. I think that's going to be something we end up talking about a lot with Kendra is breaking tackles and staying on his feet. We actually asked him about, you know, what kind of has – built up his balance like why is he so good at balance and what the thing that came out first was i have big feet he says (laughs) he wears third size 13 and a half shoes which i thought was kind of a unique way to to tout your balance because i think if we went and asked alvin about his balance he'd be like yeah i do these insane drills with dr reef every off season right i'm balancing on one foot and he's throwing me like different color balls and i have to catch him and kendra's just like yeah i got gigantic feet um but no he's he's really interesting i think you look at the players that the Saints brought in, and it's like, who are you most excited to watch in training camp? Which both Dennis Allen and Kendra said that he's expected to be ready for training camp. It's got to be. It's got to be Kendra. I mean, he's going to be really, really exciting to watch. I think, especially when the pads come on, because I think that's when you're going to start to see the running back shine generally. And just the way he plays, I think when, once you can lean on somebody, that's when he's going to really shine. Uh, the other thing, Jeff, is Nick Saldaveri. Uh, because of the fact mm-hmm. he's he played he started thirty five games at right tackle one game at right guard, 
And yep. as soon as they picked him, I told Deuce, he's an inside player. He's either going to play guard or center. Now, he could play right tackle, but he's really best suited for that um, strong side, right guard spot, and to watch him because of the fact for a big man, how well he can bend his knees. He's got some leverage skills. Um, that is always impressive when you have a big man because most of the time a bigger guy he wants to bend at the waist. He doesn't want to bend the knees. You see it with Saldaveri. I think the big adjustment for Nick will be pass protection, hand placement, mm-hmm. pass protection, because of the fact, you know what, at Old Dominion, I ain't seen nobody get off the ball like that. You get a real rude awakening when you hit the NFL, the speed that these guys are coming, even on the inside. And so Saldaveri is a quick pickup guy, and I think he's another guy I think's got a shot to play early on this football team inside at guard. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I asked him about that. He's playing exclusively at right guard right now, at least through you know the rookie camp. I don't know if they're going to maybe expand that out. He actually said that it's one of the easier things he's had to do in terms of he's able to just focus on right guard. Like if he was out at the Senior Bowl, they had him playing center, guard, <laughs> yeah, tackle. Sure. Um, but one thing that stood out to me is he is very much built like an NFL offensive lineman you kind of you, you wonder when a guy comes out of a small school but that is not the case like he is he is very much an NFL player and he was he was an NFL player playing at Old Dominion and one of the things he said is almost echoing what Trevor Penning said last year is that he knows going in that Doug Marone is going to hammer him over the head on on technique right because he didn't need it at Old Dominion he could overpower basically everyone that he lined up against because, again, he's an NFL player playing at Old Dominion, just like Trevor Penning was an NFL player playing at Northern Iowa. And so that's what he's really focused on right now is just honing in on the fine details of playing guard at the NFL level, which is just something he hasn't had to do. But you hear him talk, and you can just kind of – you can kind of pick up that he is going to pick this – that he is going to learn quickly just with the way he talks about it and the way he clearly understands – what he needs to do and what he needs to improve at. I was impressed walking away from him. He, last year, I think, when we talked to Alante Taylor, you walked away thinking that that's not a, a rookie player. That's a player who's, who's basically a veteran in a rookie's body, and he's going to play above that in his rookie season. I feel the same way about Nick after talking to him. Yeah, he, he's a sharp guy, uh, Jeff. That, that's a good observation. Mm-hmm. I think Charlie has a question for you, but uh, overall – uh, with Isaiah Foskey and and Brian Brzee, you're not going to see a lot out of those guys in these type camps. Uh, technique part is going to be huge for both of them because that's where the big difference is, especially with Brian. He played in a slanted kind of cocked defense. They moved him around all over the place. And I can say the same thing about Foskey. He was a stand-up 3-4 outside linebacker. He was a stand-up 4-3 defensive end. Sometimes he had the hand in the dirt. He was a 4-3 defensive end in that position. Uh, The difference maybe you've seen between Todd Grantham, and I know it's just one time, Todd Grantham and Ryan Nielsen and his approach uh, to teaching and coaching out there on the practice field. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to – we didn't really get a ton of chance to get a close look at the defensive line work. It was kind of on the opposite side of the field. Um, so I, I will withhold, withhold judgment. I'm not going to pretend I really can draw a line yet. Um, we'll learn a lot more over the next few months. 
But yeah, one thing Isaiah said is he does need, he's been working pretty much exclusively on like the four eye technique, obviously the hand right. in the dirt four three defensive end. Um, and that is something that like he, he can do. He knows he can do it. It's just a matter of kind of honing in on it. Just like Nick Saltzberg at guard, just like all these players, just like Brian was trying to uh, figure out where he fits into an NFL defensive line. I'll tell you what, like when you look at Brian, he does not have the prototypical build that you've come to assess with a Saints defensive tackle. No, nope. he's a different build. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how they use it. I think they're going to have to get creative with how they incorporate him, but I think that's kind of the idea is you are bringing in a different body and you're going to use him in, in unique ways from what you have been doing in the past. Yeah, Jeff, I, I said that when they picked him. He's a long-legged defensive yep. tackle. Man, he got some yep. legs on him. And so he, it's all about leverage, getting low, lower severance of balance. And some guys have beaten that, and other guys haven't. It's tough because your body wants to get up. And, man, when you got all them legs, they can take you out a couple different ways. Charlie? Yeah, Jeff. So uh, NFL Network's Tom Pelissero tweeted that the Saints signed offensive lineman uh, Nick Saldaveri, the top pick in round four, to a four-year deal mm-hmm. that's worth $63,000 over the slotted number for the top pick in round four, as I was just saying. Mike, you had said earlier in the week that Kendra Miller and Nick Saldaveri were your two guys that you expect to make instant impacts. Jeff, I want to get your thoughts on that statement and if you agree with that. Well, I think... Kendra, yes, because you're going to probably need him to make an instant impact if Alvin gets suspended. And I think he is going to be an NFL-ready guy when he gets out there. Um, with Nick, it's really more of a question of, available, of of where does he play, right? I mean, I think right now he would slot in behind Cesar Ruiz at right guard as the premium backup there. You know, eventually someone's going to get hurt and you're going to need an extra body. And so, you know, I, I, I think his impact year one is going to be based on how healthy are you? It would be great if you didn't have to play because that would mean all five of your offensive linemen are healthy and you haven't had to shuffle around at all. Um, but I think the idea of bringing him in is to make sure you do have that premium depth because as we see every year, offensive linemen get hurt and who are you bringing in, right? Last year, you know, I, I, Calvin Throckmorton, I think, was doing the best he could, but I don't, I don't think he was ready for that level of, of play at, at a starting at right guard. And I don't think James Andrews was ready to start at center, but that's what you ended up having to do. And so I think there's a concerted effort of making sure that you're not in those positions, knowing that offensive linemen just get hurt uh, at, a, at a high rate. Yeah, more than any other position. I've done the, the study on it. Tackles, guards, one and two. And, and the three number three position, it's a, that's a good distance between it. Um, yeah. Jeff, last question. Uh, James Washington brought in today. We saw him play a lot at Oklahoma State in an offense where he really excelled. If you watched uh, the Cowboys back then, what they did, they rotated a lot of coverage toward his part of the field. A lot of times so <laughs> he was double covered, and he beat it. He's built like a running back. He's got long legs. Uh, I mm. thought he sort of lost his confidence with some drops early on with the Steelers. And he kind of didn't take well to that. Then he gets hurt. But he's the type of guy that if he's healthy and he can regain his confidence, he could help this receiving core. I'm not talking about a starter here, but you're always going to have depth pieces. And I'm interested to watch James. Hopefully he's back in good health because the one thing he could do really well is accelerate up the field. He had a He's not super fast, but he's got the ability to plant his foot and accelerate 
tracking the ball in flight. Some guys can't do it real well. Washington did. And so uh, your thoughts on James Washington. He was a guy who was the 60th overall pick in the draft, and right. it didn't work out in Pittsburgh, and then the health issues uh, with a foot uh, hurt him with Dallas. Your thoughts on James? Because that wide receiver position, when you get him off the team bus, it's a long sort of the last one off. Yeah, one thing we can say about the Saints last few years is if you were drafted high and kind of given up on by your former team, they're willing to take a chance on you. You know, like the Jonathan Abram, the Justin Evans, the Kevin Whites. Um, I think James Washington is probably – I think at this point you're trying to identify who are going to be those four veterans on your practice squad that you can elevate on game day, just like a Kevin White, right? And, and I think he kind of profiles into that. Dennis Allen was asked about him, and he specifically mentioned his ability to get vertical into the defense. And I think that is what you're looking for. And I think you're hoping that maybe that kind of downturn on the last couple of years with the Steelers was, you know, in part due to Ben Roethlisberger kind of having a noodle arm, you know, like his, his arm was kind of going away. And I don't think he was able to stretch the field vertically the way that you would probably need to with a James Washington. Juju Smith-Schuster also had a couple of really bad years with Ben Roethlisberger on, on the kind of tail end. So I think that's what you're kind of hoping for is like, okay, he dealt with that foot injury last year. Maybe you can get something out of him. Maybe he can be a fringe roster guy or, again, that practice squad position. But you have 13 wide receivers on the roster right now. Actually, I think you have 12 because they cut Cy Barnett. Um, But, yeah, he's going to be an interesting guy to watch uh, out at OTAs the next couple weeks. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. We'll be talking a lot more to you with all the uh, mini camps and all this stuff hitting the road, and then you get a month off and then training camp every day. We appreciate (laughs) it, buddy. Appreciate it. For sure. Thanks, y'all. All right. That was Jeff Nowak, WWL sports reporter, producer, also digital guy. Does a great job here with us at WWL Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 